Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the fourth quarter, 2020, Von Nelson Small Cap Value Recap Call. In the fourth quarter of 2020, the Von Nelson Small Cap Value Strategy returned 28.05% gross, 27.75% net. This is up against the Russell 2000 value at 3.36%. That brings the year-to-date return for the Von Nelson Small Cap Value Strategy to 9.82% gross and 8.6% net, again, versus the Russell 2000 value at 4.63%. And with me today is Portfolio Manager Stephen Davis. And with that, Stephen, I'll turn things over to you. All right. Uh, great. Thanks, Dan. Just a quick refresher of what we talked about last time. We, we had a ton of issues in the world. Um, but we had even more liquidity. And we know that liquidity drives assets and we knew we'd have plenty of that. And the problem at the time that we were seeing is that valuations were, were giving investors a you know, low to mid single digit return from here in broad equity market indices. So you know, investors were having to reevaluate alter- uh, excuse me, return alternatives. Um, you know, S&P 500, we thought at 34, 3,500, you know, giving you kind of a zero to low single digit return, uh, you know, per annum over the next few years based on fundamentals, but liquidity was the big unknown that could drive material upside. Clearly, we got some of that in the quarter. Um, there were a lot of binary outcomes to be, to be realized at the time, you know, was a Democrat, Republican, China friend or foe, vaccine or not, et cetera. These, these weren't easily analyzable by the market. So we expected a lot of volatility, uh, heading into year end. Um, you know, a lot of those questions have now been answered. Um, now we'll have to see the, the implications and uh, some of the unintended consequences down the road. The recovery in financial markets uh, definitely continue to the upside in, in Q4 2020, um, you know, with the broad market S&P 500 um, you know, rising approximately 12% or so in the quarter with the Russell 2000 value, um, as Dan said, rising over 30% for the quarter. Uh, for the year, S&P 500 returns, you know, approximately uh, 18%, and the Russell 2000 value, as Dan said, returned approximately 4.6%, respectively. Positive vaccine data combined with election results that indicated further stimulus is expected were the impetus for the strong fourth quarter rally, but the strongest in 30-plus years for, for many indices. Risk on is the name of the game uh, in the near term, and, and through the first week of January, small caps continue the significant outperformance versus the broader market S&P 500. Um, however, key macro indicators have yet to really reflect a strong, durable, multi-year economic environment, and we'll kind of have to stay close to the data, especially in the back half of the year. Long-term inflation expectations have moved up, but remain muted versus target and to recent history. The 10-year yield stabilized and had a low 1% range, and the, the, uh, excuse me, the performance of fixed income and, and fixed income proxies are likely to lag the market. Uh, the equity market rally boosted valuation uh, multiples materially, indicating a portion of this 2021 earnings recovery that, that's already been discounted by investors. As the economy continues to recover, additional policy support may be needed to offset the damage that occurred to key service sectors. Uh, commercial real estate markets, uh, and various other industries that have been um, pretty much upended. Uh, through the start of the year, we've already witnessed a few material positive uh, 4Q earnings pre-announcements, and it's it's very clear to us that estimates are still materially too low. 
companies have now had 10 plus months to improve a number of things that, that should lead to a significant margin outperformance, at least for a number of quarters. Uh, liquidity, cheap financing, strategic bankruptcies, they're, they're giving companies fresh starts on the other side of, of this pandemic. Uh, U.S. and international economies remain buoyed by the continued strong recovery in the industrial sector as global supply chains are busy rebuilding inventories and preparing for a, a post-COVID-19 normalization of activity. The recovery in the services side of the economy continues at a modest pace as renewed lockdowns have, have presented headwinds in the fourth quarter and continue to do so in the beginning of the year here. One of the brightest spots in the U.S. economy has been the strength in housing and the rapid increase in demand has pushed home prices materially higher. Um, these higher home prices represent a near-term headwind, but are a harbinger of, of increased economic activity as additional supplies brought to market to balance supply and demand and, and healthy credit and availability of financing and low rates continue. We're starting to see the signs for potential bubbles in various places. Uh, there's fervor, excitement, ubiquity, liquidity uh, in certain parts of the market, and it's starting to, to stand out like a sore thumb. But in terms of the equity asset class right now, there, there may be very few alternatives for investors to uh, latch onto for, for years to come. As we look into 2021, we'll continue to firm up our framework to think about the next phase of growth measured in years. Uh, we, we outperformed in, in up markets in each of the last two years, and, and we're continuing to, to tilt the portfolio towards growth and recovery as we aim for our objective of compounding capital at rates much higher than the benchmark. The highest returning names for the quarter were names that had suffered the largest share price drops in the early part of the year, where recovery was uncertain and whose valuations were at significant discounts to peers. High-quality cyclical growth names also outperformed, likely due to expectations that these companies will continue to take market share and be stronger on the other side of the pandemic. Our underperformers for the quarter fell into two buckets. The first bucket being valuation-sensitive names that held up very well, uh, for the first three quarters of the year, and that being cybersecurity names, certain areas of housing, vaccine-sensitive names, um, and then bucket number two, later cycle names for the recovery is still a bit down the road, although we're still positive on most of these companies in the portfolio and the cycles. We continue to spend time in the quarter concentrating the portfolio into better ideas. Um, we ended the quarter around 50 names or so. We continue to concentrate uh, into quality names at good prices, and we're balancing high-quality growth cyclicals with steady-growing compounders, um, while skewing the portfolio towards industries with pricing power and, and leading positions. If we continue to reaccelerate from here, our, our um, higher-quality cyclicals should continue to keep up and work, and being underweight fixed income proxies should help us on a relative basis. We shifted more towards value than core, um, but we don't own any of these secularly challenged um, areas within value, and we don't own things that are kind of are slow growth and, and return of capital names. So think of REITs and utilities, uh, mortgage REITs, uh, those sorts of names. We have exposure to some good growth trends indirectly, but not necessarily through direct um, company ownership. We're still interested in asset light service models. Uh, such as secular growers and recurring services business, whether that's you know, in the government defense and cybersecurity space or continued focus on semiconductors' role in the digital economy. We continue to position the portfolio into companies that have better pricing power, lower earnings variability, higher profitability, and stronger balance sheets in the broader investment universe. And, and we're able to still get these characteristics at similar valuation levels to, to the benchmark index. 
We still do not favor any single industry or sector and continue to look for these characteristics across all industries. We're still finding many bottoms-up ideas with company-specific attributes and catalysts at reasonable valuations. We're definitely not sacrificing on our kind of 50% return you know, objective over uh, three-plus years. We continue to be around 2% cash in the portfolio today, and the cash kind of gives us a lot of optionality, especially heading into a volatile earnings season and more stimulus announcements. Um, so to sum up, a lot of uncertainties have been addressed recently, and new ones have come to the surface. Uh, political will coupled with additional stimulus measures lead us to believe that the recovery will be uneven and spotty. But we have the portfolio designed today to capture material upside while we continue to optimize the portfolio for the next three-plus years to come. So with that, Dan, I'll turn it back over to you. Well, thank you, Stephen. I uh, appreciate the insight on, on the quarter and, and what's ahead. And um, really great 2020 for you. So we certainly like to see that. And good luck here as we flip the page on the calendar and get into 2021. And um, we look forward to catching up again at the end of the first quarter. Great. Thanks so much. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.